I'm Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, fairy tale friends. Um, we're sobbing and crying and having... That is the most emotional I think we've gotten in one of these movies in a while. I mean, speak for yourself. I get pretty emotional (laughs) in all uh, movies recently. But I, yes, I I was very emotional in the best way. There was a point where I thought about taking a picture of you and then I thought you wouldn't enjoy that. Oh, you could have. Uh, Um, That's fine. We Welcome to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries mini tale. Today we are talking about... Encanto. And And let me just say, I cannot wait for the full episode of this when it (laughs) falls, because I had so many questions I was asking, Ryan. We don't really do a lot of research on the mini tales, and also because this just came out, this is kind of just our take, first time watching it, trying not to go beat for beat with the story, just giving you our feelings, and then we'll talk about... Potential spoilers that we'll warn you about before we go into that. Well, we've done... This is going to... I think we really hold back on spoilers more than we probably need to, but we will be very vague. We will do a little chime when we start moving on to maybe some more stuff. If you want to go in blind, you know, wait, we will be as, as I, I think we'll only talk about stuff that we've heard, we heard about before watching this, like from trailers and things. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll go in a little bit deeper, but we're not going to talk about, you know, we want everyone to have a good experience with this. Um, everyone's talking about, about it on the Facebook group, to be honest. In fact, I think some of the reason we decided we need to do a mini tale on this is because people were, 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 we were getting a lot of, we don't talk about Bruno. And I'm like, what does that mean? And I wouldn't (laughs) click on the link because Ryan and I, what we should say for our background, I kind of live in a bubble. And so most things don't get spoiled for me because I'm not super connected or I just don't follow things that would spoil um, movies right. and media, whereas Ryan, not only in the kind of work he does, but just who you're connected to, I think on social media, sometimes things drop. Well, honestly, lately I've been seeking it out because I'm just, you know, with the pandemic and everything going on, yeah. I'm like, to me, spoiler culture in a way is ruining, is, is, is causing a problem in entertainment in general, because I think it's, you know, why people, why all of our movies are huge, giant blockbusters, because it's all about people want to go see a movie and see it before anyone else. They want to, yeah, they want to go see cap, catch Thor's throw, throws hammer before that's spoiled for yeah. them and on all that stuff. And so then small movies that like, like comedies and things like that, that you just don't see much anymore aren't happening because no one goes, oh, I got to get and hear that yuck before, yeah, before we, we, you know, if somebody else does, it's all about go. The only thing that's worthwhile having a theater experience, quote unquote, is not getting something spoiled and we're missing out on smaller, interesting experiences. And the reason I brought that up is because both of us knew nothing about this going yes. into it. We only knew what we saw from the trailer. And so for me, that's pretty typical. But for Ryan, that I think is pretty impressive and I was kind of shocked that he didn't know the storyline or kind of what happens with the main character or anything like that. Well, I think it's good, but I also think it has something to do with the way that the the movie is created and we'll actually go into that I think a little bit more in the second half. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not spoilery, but it, it is a little bit of a story. But what what did you know about this movie coming in? So I remember seeing the trailer and falling in love with the bright colors, with the um, the setting, you know, and just seeing this family. And all I knew is that the focus was on Mirabelle and that she didn't have powers, but her family did. But I didn't really yes. know anything more than that. And that the trailer kind of tells you that a little bit. Yes. Um. So, yeah, other than that, I knew absolutely nothing. I knew the music was by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Right. That was about it. And I knew some of the the actors and actresses. I knew some of the names of the people playing the parts. I, like, the Lin-Manuel Miranda of it all, like, I'm going to probably say something that may get me canceled by our, our viewers. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Lin-Manuel Miranda fan. Like, I recognize that he's an extremely talented individual, and I think I've said it before. I just don't, like, always like what he does. And I said this, I think, a lot on the Mary Poppins Returned episode yes. where I'm like, I don't think he's that great an actor. Yes. This was great, and we talked a lot about the music being very complex and having just like i you know you go and you listen to like spoonful of sugar or cruella Deville, and it's like this is the line it's easy to follow and like this is like i like i kind of have like the feeling of the songs Mm -hmm. but like if you ask me like to do, I, I kind of know the names of them. I know we don't talk about Bruno because yeah. that one has a very I have distinct... all. I have all the names. Um, you have all the names? I, I looked it up. Oh, okay. So I didn't, but I wrote down notes of each song because I enjoyed each one for different reasons and things like that. What I was going to say is I think the complexity of them is what's interesting. Yes, and I think I am not an expert in... Um, Latin music, but there are a lot of different complex rhythms within that culture, that musical culture. And he really highlights that and brings that out in many different ways. The one thing I will say, I've been listening to Hamilton a lot while I'm in the car. It's just been something I've been jamming to lately. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I will say is there are (laughs) moments in each song where there's one or two notes or there's a phrasing, the way like the rhythmic phrasing and it's reminiscent of Hamilton. It's not Hamilton. He's not recycling right. music, but I think, you know, you can hear that because it's another, it's a and it's L-M-M another thing, show yeah. with complex rhythms, complex melodies, yeah. you know, it, it, so I think that, but it was, I loved, loved well, the music. I, it also felt like the songs that were more like poppy, Mm-hmm. felt still like Latin poppy. Yeah, they felt very rooted in right. the style of the, of the music. It wasn't just like where in Little Mermaid, it's a Disney song with like one or two uh, with calypso, some calypso numbers. Yeah. numbers. This yeah, yeah, was yeah. definitely, you know, not to not to bag on Little Mermaid, an American classic. No, just but, giving an example of something that we talked about and brought up with Little Mermaid versus... Yes, I think this movie was so culturally interesting to me. Like, I have so oops, I have so many questions coming out of it about the history of of kind of the the Latin America. You know, it's either Central America or South America that region. There seemed to be a whole political aspect that they kind of hinted at that I was I I I was not aware of. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's things that like I think are interesting to, to to animated movies that we kind of sometimes dabble in and then i think people take them out to be safe yeah but i think it it didn't play like a large part in the story but it was still something where i'm like i want to know what this is referring to and again yeah. I, i'm being very vague but also yeah. you know what i'm talking about um 
one of the things I love the most is people of all shapes and sizes are represented right. in this cast, um, in each character, in the town, in the in the village. Um, so many different hair textures is another thing that I was super, super pumped about. So many different colors of, of right. people, you know, well, skin tones, so many a, different skin tones. And it was so exciting to see that. That's a very interesting thing in Latin America that people... Or, or South America specifically. And I know that... I'll tell you why I know this. It's a very nerdy reason I have like an in on this. Um, but the very different skin tones. Like, and then it, even within this family, it's the mm-hmm. people marrying in. Yeah. And there are um, very light skin uh, uh, Latin people and very, very dark skin. Like uh, Antonio, the, the the young boy, is is extremely dark skin. And the way I know that is there is a... Uh, an X-Men character, Bobby DaCosta, uh, Sunspot, <laughs> who is, there's, I think it's Afro-Latino or something like that. Oh, okay. A big thing with him is when he was cast, he was in this the movie that we didn't see called The New Mutants that I was kind mm-hmm. of excited to see and then I heard it was really bad. Um, and he was cast as a light-skinned uh, uh, lat- Latino. I, 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 we're going to... Go between Latino, Latina, Latinx. I, I don't know enough about what term we should be using to like. And listeners, please, please write bear in, with us and let send us, us know. a message. Yes. We would love to correct it. Yes, um, but he was a light-skinned Latin individual, Hispanic individual, and there was a big thing about that where they're like, "You're whitewashing this character." Mm. Um, and I, I did so. That's why I was like, "Oh!" And to me, and again, like someone probably saw that movie and didn't think about it, but like. When I read that controversy, I was like, oh, really? And you look into it, and yes, there's, you know, like, that's a, there's a, a big culture of very, very dark-skinned South Americans and, and yeah, Latin Americans. Yeah, and I think Ryan shared a story about a little boy who looks a lot like one of the family Antonio. members, Antonio, and about how he was so excited that they made a movie about him because it looks just like him. Yeah, and he, that he made apparently me just, you know, cry. <laughs> When Let's Ryan told it to me, again I, right no, now. He, I haven't he looked to his mother. Stop. He said, "Mother." Was it a video that you saw, or was I it an saw article? An article for it, but I just kind of. But that you just know, filled me like it filled my heart with so much joy. There might be a video behind it. Well, but again, to try and stay pure for this movie, I didn't really like dive into it because yeah. I didn't want to, you know, have anything spoiled. Yeah, I have. I have so many questions and and so many. Um, Things that I'm excited to learn more about. But yeah. as we said, this is us just our feelings after literally just watching it for the first right. time. Now, I will say the movie's been out for a little while because yeah. I feel like we're we're preaching to all the moms who, as far as I can tell, have all seen it for plus times. Yes, but I think also enjoying it, seeing yes. it many times over. Uh, the Talking about the hair textures, the other thing... That I just kept basically shouting at the screen <laughs> was the textures in the clothing, the um, stitching, the in stitching, especially Maribel's. in Maribel's outfit. But in in several of the the characters, there is a point where she falls in sand. And I grew up on the Jersey Shore. Anybody who's grown up by a beach knows what it feels like to have sand in your hair on your face if you wear glasses, like. You know what that feels like, and they visually nailed it. Like, they got each, like, it's not a kernel. What is it? Grain. Grain. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. They got, like, each individual grain of sand in her hair, and her hair is so textured and so curly and so beautiful. And they were able to to recreate that. There's another moment with um, the sister. Is it Louisa? 
the the uh, strong sister. Yes, yeah, Louisa. I think. Louisa, she um, embraces Mary Bell and they hug, and there's like sunlight on her arm, and you can see the fine small arm hair that like we all have as humans, mm-hmm. and you can see it. And yep. my mind was blown. <laughs> it is so cool. Just all of those little details. There's. Something we talk about a lot as we're going on in the catalog of Disney films is the attention to detail. And I just think as the tech has gotten better and as they've been able to mix um, yeah. animation styles and, and using hand-drawn with computer, with everything, this movie really blew me away yeah. from that aspect, well, that, every, that point of view, I should you say. You know, I've talked about this before where our... our, our um uh, past co-host Carly talks about how we're kind of doing a hist- we're going going through a history of animation class. Yeah. We're doing our own history of animation, and just watching this, like I, you, I think of, I was thinking of things very specifically. There's a part where they're kicking things, and the things are like exploding into like dust colors. Like if you see one mm. of those color runs, people go yeah. to they throw like colored. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's what it looked like to yeah. me. Yeah. And the whole time I'm going, oh look at this the 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 the, the visual effects because that's like the special effects group mm-hmm. that does that very specific thing and that looking very good. And there's a scene um <laughs> at the end with water and a it's waterfall. with Abuela and Mirabel and <laughs> I was like that's that real, real, right? Like that's real. That's, that's real. That's actually real like, water no. there. That was amazing. And they hold hands and they zoom in on their hands. And I had a um, friend and a colleague who I used to work with um, back in Maryland. And she took pictures of all of her family of their hands. Um, So she has ones of her grandmother and her great. It's like a really cool project that she was doing like with her family for photography. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of that because those hands look so real. Right. and just my mind was blown in in many different moments. Just in that alone, I think that I love the story. Um, spoiler free, so we won't go into it here. But there are so many things I loved about the story. Um, I really i I thoroughly enjoyed it. I want to go rewatch it. Yeah. Um. There's one more thing I want to talk about that we didn't really talk about while we were watching it, but. Um, so everybody in this in this movie, for the most part, has like special powers, and one of them is the guy who can change into everybody else, mm, the shapeshifter. Now I'm going. Now I'm interested. We're gonna dive into this when we do this as an actual episode. Um, but I'm so I'm gonna speak very uninformed here. Well, so pseudo informed. I remember there being a lot of things about Moana and the difficulty of getting Maui to change into such different things. Oh, when he was changing from like a bird to a... Yes, because it's like you build a skeleton for someone and then you like, they poof into something else that's a whole new Mm -hmm. skeleton rig, everything else. This guy was changing all the time, so much, like, all the time, and many different. He was changing into other family members, but then he was also changing into. Well, there's a part where the magic kind of goes weird. Yeah. And so he starts changing. He has like a baby with a mustache head yeah. and weird stuff like that. So then he's like... He's like a mix of different yes. features so of family sometimes, members. Sometimes he also like if if, if he's surprised or something, he's, he goes wonky or mm-hmm. weird. So it's a little off. Um, And that was very funny. But like he does stuff like... In order to reach things, he just changes into a completely different person who's taller to yes. reach it. Now, it's all people so i feel like the rig might be but he's it's so fluid and quick and quick and and like 
it's again it's it's it was like listening to the music where the music i was like um you know i have to go back and listen to this to kind of understand i mean i'm glad we had subtitles i was just gonna say i would recommend subtitles um especially if you're not fluent in spanish i think it's very helpful and that was the other thing i wanted to say that i absolutely loved about this movie i love that they didn't shy away from speaking in spanish speaking in spanish there's there's songs in full spanish Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in in the main part of the movie not at the end as like the (laughs) additional version um you know casita for the house abuela tia Tio. Well, even they you know, just throw they they will throw in full sentences yes, in the middle that yes. like you don't necessarily need to understand to understand the story, but you get the sentiment of what they're saying. Yes, and if you have the subtitles on, if that's something that you want to know what they're saying, then you can you can read along well, that way. But uh, for the songs, like yes. the songs, were, it was interesting because it would do this. You'd have. There's like two or three songs that are completely in Spanish. The one that's the two caterpillars, that's not the name of it, yes. I, I don't think. It might be. Let me and there's know. one that's like, it's party time. But like, it's in English for some reason on Disney+. Plus. It was giving us in English, which I thought was really cool. Two oraguitas, which I think is two yeah. caterpillars. I don't know that I pronounced that right. But, um, but yeah, I, I just, I absolutely love that. And I like that finally, you know, I think it's about time that we have a multilingual film like there's no reason we shouldn't right a multi- well how multilingual was coco i haven't seen coco this would be interesting to kind of like double feature. i don't i i've seen it but i i saw it in a hospital yeah, yeah, so yeah. i wasn't like super in i liked what i you saw but i was going i was there for someone, a family yeah. member so um so yes coco is one i want to revisit so that might be the case coco may have that as well but i just that spoke to me so much um, because I think it's, again, we talk about representation and I just, I feel like they went for it here and I, I appreciated that. And I hope that is the case for those of you who come from a similar background. I would love to know that, how you felt right. about watching this and seeing this on screen. I think this is a good place to kind of transition more into the story elements mm-hmm. of it. So for those of you um, who just kind of wanted to hear the first part, uh, we're going to do a little chime. Go watch the movie. It's really good. It's on Disney Plus. Go now. watch it again, even if Go you've seen it. Go watch it again. Um, yeah, and for the rest of you, we'll be right back. So, do we think that we don't talk about Bruno is going to be the like rule number one of Fight Club? We yeah, I think it's like you don't say Voldemort, right? It's a similar like. What? No, I mean, is that what people are going to oh. say now instead of like? We don't talk about Fight Club. Like, oh, we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. But it's also, it reminded me of, like, Thou yeah, yeah, Who yeah. Shall Not Be Named. It, yeah, it they, had, well, they like, say that. that. They're like, yeah. that's the name. Yeah, I had that feeling, too. I loved that song. And again, going back to the character, who I can't remember his name, but, like, the shapeshifter character, changing into, like, the scary version of Bruno yes, with the eyes. Yeah, that was really cool. He gave me serious black vibes from Harry Potter. Do you remember the third one? Oh, yeah, serious black. Yeah, serious. I thought you were saying serious <laughs> Period he, he, black. He gave me serious, vibes. serious black vibes. Yes, and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> you know um, what I mean. But now I get yeah, what yeah. you're saying. Yes. Uh, we also saw that it is there was a tribute for it being the 60th animated motion picture for Disney. Yeah. So I thought that was really exciting. I mean, that's not a spoiler because as soon as you put on the movie, you'll see it. But, but you know but what that means is we'll have done over 60 main. We're getting episodes. there. We're getting oh there, God. and I can't oh wait goodness. to go back and do this as a full episode. <laughs> um. I love how we 
uh, hear of each family's gift. It's Mirabelle singing a song. That's kind of the first song. I the, thought... Introducing the fam- <laughs> the family magical. That's their name. So going into this, I thought it was going to be Mirabelle had a gift that no one noticed until she discovered it through this. Mm. But I, I was joking that her gift was like the ability to have, uh, you know, bang and music number. <laughs> Yeah, or like she she sings a lot when everyone's throat like yeah, the crowd whole, freezes. Yeah, the crowd and she, freezes. She yeah. goes, I sing them like that. That seems like a magical yeah. power to me. The family magical. Yeah. I love that song. That I love good. I I love the children in the village. They add some humor and they like want to know like us the viewers want to know. You well, know? I like the one that's like hopped up on coffee because that feels very cultural. But yeah, also like, yeah. Um, so that was really great. We didn't talk about this in the beginning and I would have loved to mention this, but maybe it's a little spoilery. I love that the house is a character. I love that the casita is like a living, breathing. Yeah. It's a, like a being. And I love all the thought of how it, you know, it's magical, but it's like he would move the, the floorboards, floorboards to get things to do. Like the tiles. All... It was so well thought out. Yes. That, like the table With the doors and everything. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. So good. Um, And again, I wrote the textures, the colors, everything's so vibrant. Everything's full of life. And I think that that is true Um, when you think of the music and the food and the culture of this area. And I just think, I just think that that came across so well. Right. Well, let's talk about the animation of the dancing. Because I remember the um, yeah. very dark skinned husband who's Antonio's. Mm-hmm, father. father he does a lot of shoulders yeah like, oh yeah he's really good i like him a lot his hair texture everybody's hair was amazing in this yes. film um but so many good textures uh i love when isabella she's portrayed as perfect she can yes. do everything right and she can make flowers and so her gift is like bringing floral everywhere she goes and she comes down on a swing uh, and there's how she's kind of introduced in this song or after the song. Did someone say flowers? And she like glides oh down. Um, what is I that really... character's name? Tiani in uh, Good Place? Yes, she did have a, a little bit of a Tiani vibe. I think, that uh, I think that's her name, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I love, you know, I don't want to go too much into it, but I love the relationship between Mary Bell and her. I enjoyed I enjoyed how it started out and the arc of them coming together. Yes. So I I think that's the thing about this movie. I was saying, you know, talking about the story here, this is a very low stakes movie. Like, it's not like they're saving the kingdom. They're saving the world. Like, like right, right. And the last dragon is we have to unite the kingdom. Yeah. This is just about at most a small, like the worst thing that happens here is these people lose their power and like the 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 kind of big they have family to start in over. town, you know, it's not even like well, if the thing goes down, like enemies will come into our valley or anything. It's just we lose we you know it, it's about family. But even and I think that allowed this movie to be a more character character driven emotional story, and that's what I really liked about and it. And that's what I was gonna say is even though you said it was low stakes, it didn't feel low stakes. It felt very high because the emotion in It's it. emotionally high stakes. Yes, 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 yes. But it's like on the terms of again Yes, I understand yeah. what you're saying, but I also just wanted to say about like the emotions were so strong. Like yes. I was with each one of these characters I felt like on their journey. Yeah. Along the way. Um which I thought was great. Um, 
I, I just think that's interesting for a, a Disney movie to be so colorful, so vibrant, yeah. so emotional. And then at the end of the day, like if you go back and think about it, it's like, well, this fan, it's it's a family drama. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like this movie, and, and that's uh, that's interesting because I would like to see like the Disney spin on a small stakes other you know uh, uh, type of genre mm-hmm. like because it did do big things you had this you know so, you know this story on paper is a telenovela it's uh, someone has been expelled from the family family's very important you're different blah 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 but like then they're like and now let's throw magic in it now let's throw yeah. this and that's what makes it really interesting the other thing i really loved is the door design mm-hmm. the designs of the doors the lighting yes. was very very cool in this film as well in this movie um I have a lot of like little notes that I'm trying to go through. I don't know if you have anything else that you kind of want to touch on here. I want to say I'm not going to go into it too much. It's a little bit of a spoiler. Jump ahead a few seconds if you don't want any spoilers. Bruno is great. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Bruno is... Bruno shows up. We don't talk about Bruno, but he is a character And that song is amazing. That song is really, really great. And he's wonderful when he shows up. He's so delightful. I love Bruno. John Leguizamo is great. And him and Mirabelle, you know, they have a commonality. You know, they, they can... They can understand each other because of what's going on in the family and kind of what's happening. And that's what I'm talking a little bit about. That serious black is like everyone thinks, you know, he's presented as this crazy. As one way. He's not. Um, I also, we also, uh, spoiler, if you don't want to know Antonio's power again, skip ahead. No, it's fine. But okay. uh, But Antonio can talk to animals and they open the door and Ryan's like, oh, that's Disney's Animal Kingdom. But it did look like the tree of life. It had that. Look at things. Um. Because that's the other thing is, like, when you get your powers, you get, like, this really cool room that's, like, yeah. like Isabella's is, like, all flowers yes. and, and Antonio's is all for animals. Yeah, although I did feel bad that Bruno's was this tower that he had to climb all those stairs every time he had to go up to do his as, visions. Well, the other thing is, like, what is uh, the girl who can hear everything? Oh, yeah. I wonder what her room looks like inside. It would have been fun. I wonder if it's, like, soundproof so she doesn't can't so she hear doesn't anything, hear she doesn't anything when to. she's in the room. She can have yeah. some little peace. Like, and then it, what do you think Luisa's room looks like? It just waits. It just, just waits wait everywhere. <laughs> um, I liked her song a lot. Luisa's song was stylistically, I think, very different yes. than um, some of the other songs. Hers was, like, the poppy song a little and bit. And I liked that it talked about this feeling of pressure, like, and the metaphor of, like, lifting heavy things, but you're lifting too much. You're, like, taking too much on. Yeah. And I really liked that a lot. And I think from, like, a therapeutic standpoint, um, that song could be really relatable. To well, a lot yeah. of people. I thought you know? it was interesting that the whole movie was essentially like these people who you think are perfect because they have powers, like they're going through stuff and yeah. they're not necessarily living their most um, authentic authentic life. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's keeping them from from being their their full self yeah, 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 or their yeah. true self. They're, because they're doing at the end, because they feel obligated to the family. Yes. And they're making choices for what's best for the family, right. not necessarily what's best for them, which in turn could be best for the family. I, I, cause I, do you not agree? No, with that I or? agree. I was going to say, I felt like Isabella's story felt a little bit queer coded. And I'm interested to hear. That's my opinion. I'm oh, not going to okay. dive into it. But if anybody else feels the same thing. Isabella with the flowers? If Isabella with the flowers felt a little. And part of it was because she felt a little Elsa. Who's very queer coded. Um, 
Elsa from Frozen. Mm-hmm. And even like where she's like, what if I just did what I want? Like her, her song's even a little like let it go. Yeah. And so that to me, I was wondering if anybody else got that reading. Let me know if I'm, you know, way off base here. But mm-hmm. the interactions with Abuela and the family and then Abuela and Mirabelle again, especially at the middle to the end talking about the emotion was so powerful. And that was another moment that I just like, I could, I felt like I was right there with Maribel. Abuela had some go away heat with me for a while. Yeah. And I think, I think it was needed. And I think, I think the story resolves in such a way that if she didn't, it wouldn't be as powerful. Well, you were saying at one point when we if when we actually do this, who would we rank as the villain? And to me, I was like, Abuela, until we got to a certain point in the movie. And I'm like, yeah, she has too... Spoiler, she has too much of a, like, come But her arc, yeah, yeah, her arc, I feel like she's got to go through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, that yeah. way. Um, and we talked a little bit about that, how these, these modern Disney movies don't have... You know, I kind of miss the Renaissance villains, and we don't really have that anymore. We have it. We didn't have it with Raya. Didn't really have it with Moana. We kind of do, but not really. Yeah. Well, and even with this one, this story to me, I wouldn't want one of like. No, I don't think it. But needs I understand one. what you're saying. But I'm saying yes. in general, I miss it. And you were talking about how this is your favorite of like the new ones since. I Frozen. think so. I mean, I love Moana too, though. But I. I don't know. Good, good I news just, is we'll get to do a bunch of them I together and you can kind of like make that I a I can't wait. But I just, there was so, so, so much I loved about this. And there were eight, I thought, solid songs. Sometimes there's a song this that I'm like. This one feels jam-packed with yeah, good songs. Yeah, but sometimes there's a song or two that I'm like, oh, that's a little too long. Or maybe they could have cut that one. Like, yeah. I feel like each one of these songs needed to be here. A lot of them moved the story forward, but you also were informed a lot about the characters mm-hmm. because each family member kind of had a song. Yes. For the most part. And so I liked that because not only did you learn a lot about that character, but it also kind of pushed the story forward a I'd, bit. I'd be interested to hear a Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, story about how he wrote this similar to when they were talking with Howard Ashman. Because I feel like we've in general moved away in, from Disney from this Broadway thing, but also, ironically, hiring one of the the greatest modern, you know, in the last five years, Broadway uh, musical writers mm-hmm. to do these. But at the same time, like, Broadway has changed what a Broadway sounds like now as opposed to what you thought of when you thought of, like, the stage in the 90s and the 80s and 90s has changed. Well, and when it first started, well... When it first became like more popular, forties, fifties, right? You think Oklahoma yeah, 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 stuff yeah, yeah. like that, like comparing it from one decade but to another, yeah. Because his feels like he's got it. He's getting he like with as much information he's packing into every lyric and every verse. There has to be some sort of measurement of like, okay, when I'm throwing a bunch of stuff on top of each other, I have to know that people aren't going to always get all this. So when do I bring everyone away and do a solid line that's like, this is the information I need to get to the, to the like, is that something he's thinking about? Like, this will be one person singing so everyone gets this information and then we'll layer everyone on top of each other when it's yeah, not I'd necessarily Yeah, I'd love to know important. his process because as a composer, I think, I, I think he's very brilliant in yes. a lot of ways. And I think he does a lot of really interesting um interesting things and i'm curious how that comes to him if he hears it all together does he hear it separate does he write you know one or two parts and yeah i would love 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 if there's extra features that eventually will be on a blu-ray i'd love to hear an interview with him on how 
how his process works. Right. Well, I mean, I think we've talked about this enough. I think if you at this point, it's it, you guys go and check it out. Um, it's on Disney Plus. It you know had a brief thing in theaters. I think it works on Disney Plus. We really enjoyed it there. After I just had this big thing about like pushing for people to go see movies in theaters. Don't go see movies in theaters right now, guys. There's still we have a lot of pro- we, you know there's still a pandemic on. But um, this is a great movie to watch with your kids. Uh, there's there's a couple references to drinking. That's about it. If we're talking about anything. Oh, yeah, I think so. There's a couple jokes about drinking, but it's like there's adults in this movie, so that makes sense. But it's it's one I feel like you could just leave on and let your kids watch. Yeah, and I think it's one that you would really enjoy watching with your kids. That's what I was going to say. I think you're going to have a hard time not being like, what are you guys watching? But like, I'm sure for most of you, this will be your fourth, fifth, sixth time to see it. This is apparently getting a similar Moana treatment where it's like, put it on, put it on. And I feel Frozen too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a similar thing with Frozen. But yeah, guys, thanks so much. Um, As always, remember to rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend about our podcast. But uh, until next time, we'll see you around. Take care, listeners. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is, too, at TRP Diaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after.